Hello, and welcome to the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast. We have an exciting guest this morning, and we're going to talk about maintaining a healthy work-life balance. I know that you all can relate with, to me on this one. Sarah is a motivational and inspiration, an inspiring speaker and has been on a journey of natural healing for many years. Before becoming a motivational speaker, Sarah received her Bachelor of Arts degree in special education in which she was an educator for over 25 years. Kudos to her for that. That takes a lot of of care, hard work, and passion, dedication for sure. Besides being an educator, Sarah has been teaching individuals to have balance in their lives, create a healthy lifestyle, and provide various effective ways to manage stress. We're going to have a really in-depth conversation this morning because I'm interested too in how to manage stress and live a healthy, long lifestyle. Sarah wants to share her strategies with you all, her knowledge and her technique with others, and believes that by showing individuals how to achieve optimum health, she can make a profound difference in their lives. So guys, listen up closely. Welcome, Sarah. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's great to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. I'm very excited to have this conversation with you. So again, we're going to talk about maintaining a healthy work-life balance. And I actually wrote an article, Sarah, on this on Virtual Ingenuity's Insights page and provided specific tips on prioritizing your time and simply just doing what you love. So guys, be sure to check out that article on our Insights page. So I know that for business owners, it's not that easy. And it's quite challenging to do so. And I'm referring to having that work-life balance, especially if you're a business owner and you have children, you have a husband, there's a lot there to juggle. So let's discuss self-care, Sarah, because many people feel that self-care is synonymous with self-indulgence and being selfish. So what exactly is your definition of health care? I'm sorry, of self-care. Yes, uh, a lot of people do think it's self-indulging or selfish, but for me, uh, self-care is really putting yourself first. And even though you have a family, you have a husband, you have a lot of other people that you take care of, if you don't fill your cup, you're not going to have much to give. So that's why it's so important to make yourself the priority. And it's really not selfish because you need to do that for your own health, for your own well-being, for you to be able to have the energy to give to everybody in your life. And you need a lot of that. Uh, I have my own family and children and I know what it's like. So I've been there, done it. And if you don't, you're gonna feel stressed, you're gonna feel depleted and you're not gonna have a lot to give. So it's so important to make yourself the priority. That's right, I so agree with you on that. And, you know, to me, self-care is taking steps to tend to your physical and emotional health needs to the best of your ability, not needs that somebody else may say you need, but to your, yeah, what you need to the best of your ability. And I'll tell you this, the World Health um, Organization defines self-care as this, the ability of individuals 
families and communities to promote health, prevent disease, maintain health, and to cope with illness and disability with or without the support of a healthcare provider. Okay, so um, it's really interesting, Sarah, because I, Google Trends stated that the number of searches for self-care has more than doubled, more mm. than doubled within the last 10 years. So what does that tell you? I mean, this is something that it's, it's on our minds, but I don't think that a lot of us, especially business owners, women know how to self-care. As women, we're always juggling. We're always taking care of the kids, taking care of our husbands, um, multitasking. So I think it's, it's just self-care is, is how can we better cope with our daily stressors? Would you agree? Absolutely. Definitely. And, uh, by putting yourself first, by taking care of yourself part of the time, you're able to deal with those stressors. And um, I know one of the things we were going to touch upon is who was your role model. Mm -hmm. So maybe I can go into it now. Sure. I had a wonderful role model, my mom. Uh -huh. May she rest in peace. She was the best role model. She uh, taught us how to take care of ourselves. I can still hear her saying, slow down, take care of yourself. She would always say, rest, eat right, get enough sleep. And I, I remember her saying it and it comes back to me all the time. And I learned it naturally because I saw by example, she was my role model. She would do those things that she recommended. She also did all the home cooking. We ate from the garden. We didn't go to doctors. We went just, uh, we did a lot of home, uh, you know, healing, natural healing when we didn't feel well. We just did more healthy foods and natural herbs and things that would help to, to heal naturally because drugs have side effects. So we didn't want to do drugs unless we absolutely had to. Um, so she was a great role model. A lot of women I find do not have that role model. So they have to learn. And that's where I come in. I show them how to get started. Sometimes I feel I have to give women permission to say, you know, you're important. You deserve this. You, it's important for you. It should be important. And I encourage you to do it because if you don't, it's hard for you to do the other things that you need to do in your day. That's right. And I'm from Jamaica, so I too had that role model of watching my, my mom. She's still living and my, my grandmother is no longer living. However, I mean, we would just, we, we weren't, we didn't rely on, on medicine. So we would just really just like pick a bush in the garden and, exactly. and, and boil it and drink it. Tea, we drank, we drank a lot of tea being from Jamaica. You know, we were raised yes. on the British system. So hot tea, even yes. in hundred degree weather is something that... <laughs> I saw my mom and, and grandmother do, and that was their way of relaxing. And they sat alone and just drank tea and, and it really um, helped them a lot. So I think that when self-care is regularly practiced, the benefits are broad, right? And it's even, it's even been linked to health outcomes such as reduced stress. It helps your immune system. It increases productivity. Don't we all wanna be productive every day? and higher self-esteem as well. Absolutely, I was gonna talk about how exercise is so important for reducing stress and 
raising your endorphins and you feel so much better and more positive and uplifted. And then you could go ahead and do all the other things that you, you need to do. And you don't need to exercise an hour or two, 20 minutes, half an hour, three to five times a week is what I do. And I've managed to stay um, in good health and uh, doing those things uh, by exercising and taking time to relax and de-stress. It's also important to just shut out the world for at least five minutes or 10 minutes, put away your phone, put away all the technology, close your eyes and just relax and just forget about everything and just deep, you know, breathe deeply and just relax because we need to de-stress. We live in a very fast paced world and very stressful. And especially now with the pandemic, even more than ever. And it's so important even for just a few minutes a day, just to find some peace and quiet is so, so key. Sarah, you said a key point, five minutes. I think a lot of us think that we need 30 minutes, we need an hour, we need to go yeah. to a spa, we need a massage. It takes two hours to drive to, to a, a massage therapist and get her, you know, massage, get her nails done. So it doesn't have to be that long. It could be five minutes of just stopping, turning off our computers, resetting our, our um, emails to come through maybe 30 minutes later or five minutes later and just shutting everything off and taking deep breaths, right? Absolutely. And another thing I've suggested is if you're sedentary and you're sitting down working all the time in front of your computer, every hour, it is so important to get up and move around because it affects your whole, the way you feel and it affects your immune system. Because if you're not moving your muscles, your, um, your uh, system that supports your immune system does not help you to stay healthy. So the, um, the lymphatic system is what uh, is connected to your, to your muscles. And if you're not moving, your, um, the lymphatic system will not help your immune system. So it's a process of moving those muscles and supporting your immune system. So even if you're home, get up for a couple minutes or however long you could do it, just stretch and move around. And that really will help your immune system also and help you feel less stressed. Great point, Sarah. Thank you for that. Now, I know that there, there are also different categories of self-care. So emotional self-care is something like a self-talk or weekly bubble baths or saying no. Saying no, guys, is great for your that emotional so self-care. Yeah, that is, that is yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I totally agree with you. Yes, you know? because when sometimes when you say yes to things that you really want to say no to, it really just causes unnecessary stress, right? It does. And then you're taking on more than you could chew. And you already have a lot going on. And if you don't want to say yes and don't, you have right. to draw a line and say, this is too much for me. I can't do it. And it's just not worth my health and my well-being. And it's okay. It's okay to say no. Yes. It really is. <laughs> now, now, the other type of, of self-care, the other category is physical self-care. And so physical self-care can mean, you know, just something simple as we were talking earlier about prioritizing your sleep and adopting your, an exercise routine. Yeah. And it could be like 15, 20 minutes of taking a walk. It could be swimming. 
Uh, it could be yoga, anything that you like, find something that you like, because then you'll want to do it and you look forward to it. And it's important to write it in your calendar. And that's where uh, intentions come in. So if you want to change something or incorporate something new, you got to write it in your calendar. If you have a, a physical calendar or your phone, write it down, let's say three times a week for 20 minutes at nine o'clock or whatever time, that's what you're gonna do from nine to 9.20, let's say. If that's all you can do, that's a good start. So making the intention and writing it down, that's the name of a book, by the way, write it down, make it happen. That's another topic, but I have used that book and it's so helpful because if you want to start something new and you're writing it down, it's very powerful. Just saying it is not enough. That's in, it's not tangible, but if you see it and you write it and you hear yourself, then you're more likely to make that change. It's just Sarah, like writing down your goals. It's really rarely going to happen unless you write it down and you have one calendar. I've stated this before. You do not have a business calendar and a, or a personal and a personal calendar. They're all one. You only right. have one life. You have one calendar. Business and personal is, is it's the same calendar. So you write down when your 10, 15 minute, five minute breaks are on your calendar because it makes you realize that, oh, I need to take a break. That's right. That's right. It helps you to incorporate both your personal and your professional life. Yes. So the other type of self-care, it could be spiritual self-care, the other category as well. So that means, you know, maybe attending a religious service or spending time in nature or even meditating if you like to meditate. Yes. Yeah, that's a big part of it. And I encourage people to do that. Uh, and like I said, if you don't have a lot, just meditate for five minutes and do deep breathing whenever you feel stressed. Just take a deep breath and and uh, a few times, and that really helps me. So try that. Um, right. yeah, it definitely helps you connect with nature. When If you could go out and take a walk, I do that as much as I can. And then you're getting that exercise and the endorphins again rising and you feel good after that. And you, then you're ready to conquer the world. That's right. You get that blood circulating. We have a bird. And so uh, we take Taki out. We have a canary wing parakeet. We take Taki out for a walk. You know, um, oh, I do. Well, when my, my daughter gets home from school, I take my break, you know, 3.30. But right. I take my other breaks as well and just um, get up and move. Even if it's maybe going up and down the stairs a couple of times, doing a couple of flights of stairs. I just have right. to share. Growing up, I had two birds. I love birds. And oh. uh, I really enjoyed having those as pets. They're wonderful, wonderful yeah. as pets. So another thing is, and it doesn't have to be, during the day, but maybe going to dinner with a friend because I you really benefit from that social connection, right? Oh yeah, that's so important, especially now that we've been in so much and not connecting with people. Friendship is so important and finding that that's so good for our mental health and just to feel connected with other people. So making time to see friends, I do that as well. Even when I, you know, I'm working, I try to go get together for lunch or even after work or at least talk on the phone and just make that connection. I think we both feel better that we're talking and sharing feelings and thoughts and helping each other. Yes. And self-care does not have to cost money. I will say that as well. That's right. It doesn't. 
Right. A lot of things you can do that very little or no money at all. Yes, I agree with that. So, Sarah, what are some activities, what are other activities that maybe someone who's working from home or maybe in the office, really, someone that's in the office can incorporate while sitting at their desk to just have a little bit more of a balance, just a calming effect on them? Well, I think we touched on a few things that they could just close their eyes for a few minutes and just de-stress and do some deep breathing. They can stand up and do those stretches that I also refer to, um, do some visualization, think about a place where they'd love to be, whether it's the beach or um, an island somewhere, and just close their eyes and just imagine that they're there and just kind of shut out the world. That's always good for de-stressing and refocusing so that maybe you're ready to go on to something else. Or maybe you have a, a, a meeting that you're, that's on your mind and you're uh, worried about it to help you to relax and to be more prepared for that meeting. Great, thank you. And another thing we talked about are just several approaches to help us um, practice self-care. Just find what makes you feel centered, find what makes you feel good, right? And, exactly. just think, and just think about how you can incorporate those things into your daily life. And again, set goals for incorporating self-care behaviors every day if you can. Because I read that once you do something, I think it takes six times for it to become a habit. You do it six times in a row, it becomes a habit. So find out ways, set those goals and incorporate those goals and it will eventually become a habit. And then after seven days, maybe just evaluate how it's made you feel. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I was going to add that it takes 21 days to really make a shift in your health oh, or a shift in anything that you wanted to change. And so that's a good start the six times. I, and after a week, it becomes easier. And then you keep doing it. It becomes more second nature. And to really to, to become a, a long life habit or a long-term habit to do it three months, then right. it becomes a major, major change and becomes a part of your life. And then you do it automatically. You don't have to think so much. So think that it's going to take you a while, but you're going to get there. And if you're consistent, you're going to achieve your goal. Very good. And Sarah, it's okay to just adjust and tweak your approach as you go, right? Because you may find out that, well, maybe that's not something I like to do. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You have to, you have to like it in, as far as any of the exercises like I, that I mentioned, uh, swimming or walking or um, whatever it is. And if you do like it, you're more likely to stick with it. So if you could, if you change your activity, that's good. Or find something new that you'd rather do, um, that's okay because you you'll be more committed if you like it and it's working for you. Fantastic! Thank you so much. Um, is there Welcome. anything else that you'd like to add, Sarah? I think we um, a lot, really. Yeah, I I think that um, it's. I think we covered most of it. Um, in my talks, um, I also talk about uh, the sleeping, which is so key. I know you, you touched on it uh, very lightly, but sleep is something that many people, especially business owners, don't get enough of. 
Many people are sleep deprived and it's so important to get seven to nine hours of sleep a night because your body does, does the most repairing at night. And also if you're sleeping well, you're gonna have less stress and you're gonna be more focused the next day. So preparing the night before to get that extra sleep will help you throughout your next day. And uh, you'll feel so much better and you'll be able to, to, you know, to deal with everything that comes your way. Sarah, you mentioned too, this is really important too, your body repairs itself when you sleep. That is the only time your body gets a chance to repair itself. And I love the word repair because people don't understand why sleep is really necessary. They think, oh, I'll just sleep because I have to, my body says to, but it really, that is your body's way of repairing itself. And over 25 years in healthcare, that's one of the things with being a health educator um, previously in my former life, I would tell my, my clients, my patients is your body repairs itself when you sleep. Right, and your immune system will be stronger. That's so right. keep that in mind. It's so important to your overall health. That's right. Thank you so much, Sarah. And I do want to add this too, that if you're listening to this and you maybe feel a sense of demoralization or sadness from challenges, just mounting or establishing a self-care practice, it's really best to get help and support. It's always great to have that, that, that mentor or someone that's going to motivate you and give you that support. There may be barriers to caring for yourself from maybe past trauma, mental health issues, or family situations that may make it more challenging for you to get started. But seek the support from a trusted counselor or and behavioral health provider, and a trusted primary care doctor, or even a close friend can help. Absolutely. It's important to have somebody by your side That's if right. you're having challenges, someone who will encourage you when, when you don't want to do it or when you need to get need help getting started. It's so important to have that support. And Sarah, that's where you come in as well. Yes, yes, definitely. I'm a health and mindset coach and I help people with uh, their self-care and I'm very passionate about it. One of my topics that I, uh, I had presented was self-care is so important. If you don't take care of yourself, who will? So that's a question that you should ask yourself. That's right. I love it. And Sarah does the, the, her coaching virtually, which is so important. Since yes. the pandemic, we've learned to do things through yes. Zoom and virtual. Absolutely. Right. Um, you have to shift. <laughs> so guys, the bottom line is this. Self-care can have a positive effect on your health and outlook, but it requires a commitment or intention to invest in your well-being. Self-care is a choice that each individual can make to proactively take care of your well-being. It is, to me, it is worth the time and any money you spend for self-care, okay? And we, we really need to remove the st stigma that being kind to and taking care of ourselves is self-indulgent -indul or selfish. It is not. Absolutely. So for starters, Sarah can help to guide you through various techniques that will aid in your well-being. Where can my listening audience get in touch with you, Sarah? Okay, well, they can um, either call me on my cell, which is 908-510-3899, or they can email me 
at Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, Reinholds, R-E-I-N-H-O-L-T-Z, 18, at gmail.com. And Sarah also has a Facebook page. I do. It's called Sunny Sarah. Is that right? Right. My, My business is Sunny Sarah Consulting. And I do have a Google page by that with that name, but my Facebook is under my name. And also I have a business page, which is simply the best with Sunny Sarah. I love it. I love that, that title because that's exactly what you are. Whenever I talk to you, you're always so <laughs> sunny and, and encouraging. I love it, Sarah. And that's why I use that because I bring sunshine into people's lives with health and wellness. And so that's, that's my tagline. <laughs> I love it. That's beautiful. Thank well, you. Guys, Thank you, Sarah, again, for being a part of of the Virtual Ingenuity Business Podcast. We hope that what we've shared with you today will help you in your health and and wellness um, quest. Thank you all for listening. I hope that you all have some takeaways from today's podcast. Be sure to also read um, the article that I I wrote on my insights page called How to Maintain a Healthy Work-Life Balance. And I will provide a link to that article in the transcript. I'll also provide information on how to get in contact with Sarah and also how to spell her last name as well. (laughs) Um, All right, guys, let's impact together. Thank you. Have a great day. You too.